Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Because we're driving to Edmonton. Broadcasting from West Edmonton Mall, Wednesday, Thursday. Is it okay that I left that out of the bag? I was hoping you would. I was kind of waiting for it. So, yeah, absolutely. They have said, no, no, we want you in the mall because we're going to put you right on the ship that's on the water in the middle of the, of the mall. How about that? Very excited about this week. We're going to, where's my belt? I'm taking this on the road. This is the Rod Peterson Show. <laughs> Uh, which, of course, I didn't do, uh, bring the bell. Welcome, everybody, to the RP Show. We are, in fact, broadcasting live from Fantasyland Hotel, the West Edmonton Mall Water Park. You didn't believe it. I wasn't sure I believed it. But here we are in the city of champions, the Alberta capital. It is Edmonton Oilers game day, and I forgot my bell at home. Do you think there's somewhere in the West Edmonton Mall, Moose DuPont, that sells a cowbell. My guess is there there probably is, and we're aboard the pirate ship here in the water park, and I want to thank Ken Christensen for setting this all up for us. Yourself, sir, the photos of you that I put on social media look like you're just <laughs> loving life, and uh, we're here for NHL game day, and I just pleased as punch. How nice was it to wake up this morning, right? I mean, just... It's awesome, and everybody's been so hospitable, and there's people around here watching, which is also cool. They're up on the deck there and stuff, and so that's kind of neat, and uh, everybody's been great. So it, it's fun to be here, and this is, this is one of the cool places. What did you say to me about 45 minutes ago about your uh, bingo card? I did not have on my bingo card broadcasting from a pirate ship. How about that? Yeah, I didn't. So I know Rick Reagan. I bet you he wishes he was here, so I, I do... <laughs> like a circus animal here people are stopping and watching we have a live studio audience and one seal did you see the rod no. peterson show instagram story go no. to the rod peterson show instagram story. there's live what would you call well, them sea, sea creatures sea lion yeah just next door so there's performers on both ends of the pool here us over here awesome. and a seal over there and look we're going to get serious and talk sports because i got a lot of things to get to here but here's what I want to open the show with, okay? For all you people that have been through the doors of West Edmonton Mall since it opened in the 1980s, what is your best West Edmonton Mall memory slash story? I got, I got many. Listen, I'm as real as a heart attack as you know, Moose. And yeah. so I, I'm going to tell you, people know I'm a mall rat. I don't mind hanging out in the mall. That's I like right. going to the mall. Get a massage, get a coffee, get a Wetzel's pretzels, whatever I want to do at the mall. And I will spend all day there. My, a dream would be to be trapped at a mall. You know what I mean? It's what we're doing. And that's kind of what <laughs> we were yeah. like. We had a it couple, would be a dream of mine. There was a couple different hotels that were interested in, and the fantasy line's like, no, we want, you know, you should be here. And I kind of thought, well, should we be down closer to the arena? And I'm like, no, like we should wake up at the mall. Come here, walk them all, set up, do their show at the mall, go shop them all, eat at the mall, and then maybe go out for the uh, game and come right back. <coughs> right. Well, it is a game tonight. We'll get to that in a moment here in Edmonton. But I'll just say mine, okay? I, I meant to Google. Maybe somebody can tell me in the comments section here when this mall opened. I want to say 82, 83, I think. Okay. And my family came up here, my mom and dad, my three of us boys. For an Oilers game, they play the St. Louis Blues. But the Oilers were practicing right down here in the rink. And I was just, 
Paul Coffey, Grant Fuhrer, Glenn Anderson, Kevin Lowe, Wayne, Dave Semenko. Right here is my best memory, and I want to say 1984. So, uh, Gino DePaul is watching from the Okotoks Oilers, and he has written in and says, Will Rod do a swan dive off the ship at the end of the show? Or Moose walking the plank? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> well, you're just going to have to stay tuned now, won't you? Yes. And uh, my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat is watching, and she says, What a cool memory. I'm like, Oh, Chris, that's just skimming the surface. Greg Millen started for the Blues. Andy Moog started for the Orders. And I was very upset because I came to see Grant Fjord and come to watch Andy Moog. Yep. And I was nine. So, anyways, I want your best West Edmonton Mall memories. And also, there'll be a theme over the next two days. I want you to think about your best memory. I want you to think about your best West Edmonton Mall store. Ooh. Current or all time can i have a walk this afternoon and yeah, come oh back yeah tomorrow no rush on that okay, tomorrow but i think for our viewers if you want to write in this is the greatest mall as far as i'm concerned on the globe and i guess the only one that rivals it to me is mall of america and i like this one way better way better they don't have this cool stuff at the mall of america no. so anyways coming up on the program today dallas stars television host brian ray Pre and intermission post game host for the Dallas Stars, who I don't believe they don't they don't get going tonight either. It's a delayed start for uh, Texas's team, and Mo Egger from ESN, ESPN 1530 Cincinnati to talk about that AFC North division leading Bengals football team and the uh, the game that everybody was talking about really coming out of Week Five was the Bengals and the Packers, another OT game for the Cats. Anyways, that's what we got lined up today. What's your best West Edmonton Mall memory? What's your best West Edmonton Mall store? And I'll get to, I already told you my memory, I'll get to the store later. Please, Director Jordan, can you hit the quick six show And nice work by you guys back at the studio getting us on the air here. Frantic, we, we yeah. never make it easy for them, do we? It was a team effort, and I thank the West Edmonton Mall setup people. Hey, what's up? We're all good. Hey, what do you what do you say? Can we get a get a shot of this guy? You're great. Just, no complaints, uh, man. It's awesome. Network's working. Can you believe it? Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he can. Of course. What's it's your name? Edmonton. Yeah, exactly. What's your name? Brad. Thank you, Brad. Great job. Appreciate the staff's it. It's been awesome. Staff worker here from West Edmonton Mall. That's why they call it the City of Champions. Thumbs up. <laughs> Point one, opening night in the National Hockey League. Let's start with the good news. Max Pumpkin, Pacioretty, scored twice. And the Vegas Golden Knights spoiled the Seattle Kraken's debut with a 4-3 victory at a sold-out T-Mobile Arena. Vegas held off a rally from the NHL's latest edition in what turned out to be a scrappy effort from the Kraken. Seattle erased a 3-0 deficit. Tied the score. But Chandler Stevenson's goal, the pride of Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. And uh, alum of God's team scored midway through the third period for the winner. So Vegas four, Seattle three. And then I don't know what happened on the west coast of Florida. Tristan Jari had 26 saves. Danton Heinen and Brian Boyle scored early second period goals. And shorthanded Pittsburgh thumped the Tampa Bay Lightning 6-2 on their banner raising ceremony. And we got a lot to get through, by the way, here in the warm-up for Ecold Electric. But I want to spend a minute on those games last night. We listened to them driving up here on NHL radio. Gary Lawless, you're sounding like a homer. I meant to text him, but I was driving. So 
bitching about the penalty calls on the Golden Knights last night. I'm like, really, Gary? Gary? <laughs> I don't know if you saw the comments from John Cooper. I said Tampa Bay was going to speedboat, speedbag the Penguins last night, and they should have, and they got throttled in their own barn 6-2. Three of those goals by the Penguins were empty net goals, but I don't know if you, you probably didn't see the comments from John Cooper after, because you're the business guy setting all this up. I did. He said their American Hockey League team would have stood a better chance of beating the Pittsburgh Penguins last night. That's how terrible their effort was. And we were listening to Phil Esposito on the radio, and he said, what did he say? Poor effort by the Lightning. And uh, not like they're not going to come back and be great, but that's not the kind of season opening game you want. Too many turnovers. I mean, that game was on in a replay when I got back into my room last night, so I was watching It was a good chunk of it. Yeah, sorry. I was going to text you. but um, So too many turnovers. They just got beat to pucks. I thought Pittsburgh was crisp. I thought they knew where they, what they wanted to do. I thought they, it looked like they were in mid-season form. I mean, they were really polished last night. And look at every, maybe they're playing with a huge chip on their shoulder because everybody's saying Pittsburgh, this is the year they're going to take a big step back. And, you know, they're going to fall off and they're getting too old. And, well, they didn't look old last night. Uh, by the way, I'm just going to sprinkle in comments from our viewers as we roll because i'm feeling punchy and generous here wayne in victoria bc is watching he says i have also been to the mall of america and i agree that the west edmonton mall is better from the general in calgary says leave it to vegas to weasel out a win that's what winners do dude win from jeff the stamps fan he says in calgary we call edmonton the city of memories not sure Today, I want to get into the Calgary-Edmonton rivalry. I'm not sure that's something that I want to do today. Yeah. And uh, by the way, Calgary, we're coming your way, so stay tuned. Don't worry about it. From Jason Buzzle in Edmonton, he says, Man, they couldn't have set you up near the Ice Palace? Who wouldn't want to be in a pirate ship? Don't yes. talk to me about the Ice Palace. Which reminds me. You said there's no ice on the ice. No, and we'll get our cameras over there a little bit later on, I'm sure. Um, but, yeah, there's no ice in the ice palace. I went there this morning for my uh, morning walk, and, uh, no, they're setting up banquet tables and chairs, and the crews are they're probably still hard at work uh, setting things up for an event later on this weekend. So, uh, By the way, from my cousin Christina Medicine Hat, she says, does not surprise me that you're an Oilers fan with memories like that. I was Christine until August 9th, 1988. Although I might become an Oilers fan tonight because the Oilers have accredited us and we will be sitting in the press box at Rogers Place. So How about that? For tonight, for tonight, at least, I'll be cheering for them. And I guess we should move on. Other than to say the trivia question answer for who would score the first goal in Seattle crack in history. It was not a Saskatchewan kid, believe it or not, because the odds are that it would be. Yeah. Jaden Schwartz, Hayden Fleury, Jordan Eberle. I don't know if Cole Lynn played or Kale Fleury. I don't think they did, but it doesn't matter. Ryan Donato scored the first goal in Seattle crack in history. Uh, by the way, our dude Glenn Erickson is watching Hockey Guy in Medicine Hat. And, uh, oh, there's so many comments. People are in a good mood today. I think it's because it's opening day. Really? There it is. Glenn, hockey guy, medicine hat, says, uh, West Edmonton Mall, easy answer. Sitting in meetings with the brass in the mid-1990s during planning stages for the driving range that was built on the roof. A huge project. There's a driving range up on the roof of this thing? What? <laughs> I had no there? idea. I had no, really? 
We're going to need some more information from Glenn. Yes. Mike Horgan in Toronto says, Good afternoon from the 905 RP show and viewers. Canada's team, the Toronto Maple Leafs, begin another disappointing campaign tonight. Uh, that's like point two for me, so I'm getting to that. Our Robin in the gateway to the north says, West Edmonton Mall opened the day I was born, September 15th, 1981. Two great things happened that day. How about that? How about that? So I knew it was early 80s. Uh, and Larry Dye from Medicine Hat. We're very big in Medicine Hat, obviously. The gas city. He says, Rod, I can hear your voice echo throughout the mall. A crowd should be around you soon. Oh, great. Um, I don't like crowds. I know, right? They are starting to watch. Of course so they are. It's uh, Oh, they are. Oh, yeah. some shots of them. I'm trying. That's why my phone's been up. So uh, it's pretty good. Oh, from Chris Bird in King City, Ontario. Says Jerry Seinfeld said, I don't want to be a pirate. You probably don't remember that. You wouldn't. You said not you're not a Seinfeld guy. No, you're not, not old enough. Um, listen, who wouldn't want to be in a pirate ship? The, the, the pirates have this whole cool thing. Personally, I think cowboys are cooler. But for the day, we're here in Edmonton on the pirate ship. I smell a poll question. What's cooler? Cowboys or pirates? What's cooler? Cowboys or pirates? John tell Wayne me. or Jack Sparrow? They're both cool, right? It's like both cool. choosing between pizza and ice cream. Yeah. They're both amazing. It's just which one's better. Um, I'm going to usurp my... Go to, uh, point two is going to be this. Uh, CFL news from this morning. Winnipeg running back Andrew Harris, Toronto linebacker Dexter McCoyle Sr., and Calgary running back Kadeem Carey have been named the CFL's top performers for Week 10. Andrew Harris recorded his first 100-plus rushing yard game of the season as his hometown Blue Bombers extended their winning streak to six games with a decisive 30-3 victory over Edmonton on Friday. McCoyle racked up a career-high 12 tackles, a sack, and a TFL and a knockdown for the Argos in their win over Hamilton on Monday. And Kadeem Carey accumulated 178 all-purpose yards to power the Stampeders to a 22-19 victory over Saskatchewan on Saturday. Where does the time go? Look, again, these are all out of order. We only have a couple minutes left in this. So I'm, I'm going to talk baseball, and I'll come back and talk about tonight's NHL games with the Moose. It's only fitting that 70 years after Bobby Thompson shot heard round the world that the Giants and Dodgers will play in another all-or-nothing game. LA's 7-2 win over San Fran on Tuesday night in Game 4 of the NL Division Series, even the series, and sent the first Major League Baseball playoff matchup between the teams with at least 105 wins to Game 5 Thursday night at San Fran's Oracle Park. <laughs> They'll be fighting in the parking lot there. They'll be telling the ambulance oh, yeah. driver to circle. Big time. Ah, get out of here, you parasite. It'll be the Houston Astros taking on the Boston Red Sox in the American League Championship Series. Jose Altuve belted a three-run homer, scored four times, and stole a base as the Astros eliminated the White Sox in Game 4 of the Division Series 10-1. And the Atlanta Braves eliminated the Milwaukee Brewers with a 5-4 victory on Freddie Freeman's solo homer off Josh Hader in the eighth. Atlanta advanced to the NLCS for the second year in a row, winning the best-of-five series three games to one. So this is the warm-up for E. Cold Electric, and I didn't send photos yet. We're going to have to do that tomorrow, Moose. We're going to have to do that tomorrow. 
Yeah, I was actually, you know, we're talking about the photo album quickly. I was going to say, let's do it Friday. Sure. And recap our photos from Edmonton, and then we can do it again Monday for the weekend. Great idea. He's the brains. I'm the, I don't know what I am. Our annual fall promotion sale at E.Cole Electric is on sale now with special pricing on hundreds of in-stock items. E.Cole Electric, let's get to work. We're going to play deal or no deal today. We've got NFL Week 5 notes. Kyrie Irving's causing major problems in the NBA for his team. And tonight in the NHL, it's opening night for one, two, three, four, five more home teams and five more road teams. So we'll be right back. We're broadcasting live from the water park on the pirate ship. Can you believe it? At West Edmonton Mall on the RP Show, Game Plus Television Network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Autumn is in the air, the pumpkins are in the patch, and our friends at Manscaped are here to make sure you don't carve your pants pumpkins when you're grooming, if you know what I'm saying. Make sure you're keeping things fresh this fall with the leaders in male grooming in their brand new fourth generation performance package. Boys, get ready for a cuffing season like no other. Ready to take the leap into fall with Manscaped? Join the 2 million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. Again, join the 2 million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. But you gotta use the promo code FANSIDED20. You're looking live inside the water park at West Edmonton Mall. We are on that ship, and we are accumulating a crowd. The mall is open. And before we go any further and uh, delve back into the Quick 6 show topics here today. Oh, man, I got my earpiece sticking out. I'm sorry. Sorry. <sighs> We're asking for your favorite West Edmonton Mall memory. What is your favorite West Edmonton Mall store? And then we'll jump back into the sports talk here today. Uh, I tweeted, by the way, loving me some Edmonton, just the way that we've been treated. The mall just op obviously out of this world. And uh, they wrote us back and said, Love Edmonton's loving you too. So how about that? Number two city for podcast listens for the oh, Rod yeah. Peterson is Edmonton. Figure that out. Darren, have you figured out your best West Edmonton mall memory yet? No, but I've got so many just watching the uh, the ice, right? And I've always wanted to skate on the ice. And I even thought, oh, yeah. I'm going to rent a pair of skates this week while we're here. And there's no ice. Right. There's no ice. So that's good. I'm not a big rides guy at the, at the, at the theme parks. I'd rather play the games, eat the food. Um, so I didn't really do the Fantasyland. What do they call the, uh, the theme park here? Fantasy. Oh, Gal Galaxyland? Yeah. That might be it. Um, Toad, mall guy here. Yeah, so I don't do that, but I love the water park. So um, I'm, I'm sure we'll get some uh, some cameras over there to the water park throughout the show. But I went and looked in there. I'm like, oh, I could just sit on that Adirondack lounger and float in that pool all afternoon. And I brought my trunks. So why not? Why not? That's a beautiful pool over there. Uh, from Cine Girl, she's watching in Pittsburgh. 
And uh, she says, you are definitely the beauty, Rod. Good morning, guys, from Pittsburgh. The general in Calgary says, he's the brains, you're the face, Rod. Sure, right. Right. I think nobody but Pittsburgh Penguins fans saw that result coming last night with the Penguins going in and throttling the Tampa Bay Lightning 6-2 on opening night at Amelie Arena. Nobody saw that coming. The Penguins fans didn't see that coming. You know Megan Shan from the Slap the Slapshot Sweethearts. Yeah. I mean, Meg is a big Penguins fan, and she was even telling me that this is going to be a tough year. Not looking forward to it. You know, we're going to take a beating. And then, what do you know? They look like they are Stanley Cup contenders on opening night. Right. So, just a couple more from Paul Drouin. Jean-Paul Drouin. Morning, boys. Rod and Darren, go to the beach. Well, we're out here working. We'll probably go to the beach later. What do you say? Yeah, I think thinking so. I might get a massage too. Ooh. Um, and where's the dude that says Edmonton? Here, from Northside YEG. He says, there's so many good places to check out in downtown Edmonton before games. The city's great on game day. Huh, you'd think Explore Edmonton was still sponsoring us. <laughs> uh, and from Joe Lazito, watching on Long Island, there's never been a pirate as cool as Clint Eastwood. Cowboys over Pirates in a landslide. That's just my opinion. So we're on a pirate ship, and I think Pirates are cool. I think Cowboys are cooler, but that's... You get it. Even the city slickers were cool. Right. Curly. Billy Crystal. and He ate bacon at every meal. <laughs> so moving on here in the quick six. So here's what's happening in the National Hockey League tonight. It's night number two. Montreal Canadiens at Toronto, New York Rangers at Washington. Ovi, a question mark for the game tonight for the Capitals. The Edmonton Oilers here tonight and will be at the game. Thank you, Oilers. Uh, Winnipeg Jets at Anaheim. And the Chicago Blackhawks are at Colorado and the Avalanche are without Nathan McKinnon. So, a couple things with the Leafs game tonight. I see, I believe it was Chris in King City, Ontario, who wrote in and said that there's tickets available for the game. But I don't want to talk about that crap. I want to talk about the actual game. We knew Austin Matthews was going to be out. And then did you see Mitch Marner run into Wayne Simmons in practice yesterday? Yeah, that's always awkward. You don't want to see that happen to two good players. Uh, but, I mean, it just isn't that just the Toronto Maple Leafs, though? Yes. But... They should still be able to beat the Montreal Canadiens without those two if Pittsburgh can go into Tampa Bay without Sid and without a Jenny Malkin and throttle the lightning. Yeah. You know, your thoughts on the Leafs and Habs opening up tonight? Well, it's just, it's always, uh, you know, opening night. It's a tradition that the Leafs play the Habs on opening night. And it's always fun. And it doesn't really matter. When you play your rival, whether it's Edmonton, Calgary, or or Toronto, Montreal, when you play those games, it doesn't matter who's in the lineup and who's not. It's going to be a close game. It's going to be a fun game. You know, emotions will be running high. Talk about tickets being available. I, you know, whatever. It's going to be sold out. Always is. No issue about that. Maybe you can find them on StubHub or, you know, Seat Geek or whatever, Seat Giant. But it's going to be fun. And, uh, yeah, tough not to have Austin Matthews. You, can, you can't have players getting hurt in practice. But uh, Doesn't help. Montreal wants to get off to a good start, too. They're not really sure what to expect out of the Canadians this year, and I don't really know what to expect this year, but people are afraid of a step back for the Canadians, but don't be afraid of that. That won't be unexpected. I think that will be probably expected that, they, they, that they'll take a step back. Think of 
this show today is an extended pregame show for all of the NHL action tonight. Ryan McCarthy is watching in Saratoga, New York. He says, I've never been to Edmonton or Calgary. Alberta is actually on my bucket list of places to visit. Then get out here. It's absolutely gorgeous. There's, you know, do them in one fell swoop. Oh, yeah. And if you came in the fall, you could conceivably catch Oilers, Flames, Elks, and Stampeders. All in one. Yeah. Wouldn't that be something? That would be great. And visit the mountains and all the rest. Uh, <laughs> Troy in Toronto watching. He says, please come back after the break with an eye patch and parrot on your shoulder. <laughs> I wondered what was in that tickle trunk back there. There might be some props we could get our hands on. You know, when you mentioned uh, Montreal and Toronto always opening. Yeah. Is it always in Toronto? That I don't know. I don't remember. I, I feel like it, but I don't know if that matters. Okay. Well, I just remember the first game back after the pandemic. The first, was it last year? I think it was. Just they were lined up on the blue lines at Scotiabank Arena. Habs in red, Leafs in white. Lights were down. I'm like, there's nothing more beautiful in the world than what I'm looking at right now. That's right. And I don't even like the Leafs. I like the Canadians. I don't love the Canadians. We're just looking at that. And that's what will be on the air tonight. And then yeah. let's just talk for a second about the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, oh, actually, before we do, just some text messages have come in from Jim Wagner. Ahoy, mateys! On the Prairie Mobile text line. Are we doing this now? Are we doing it? Pirate talk? I guess so. Fire the cannons. He says, great to see Team RP on the road again. Insert the littlest hobo theme song here. Enjoy your time in Edmonton. We already are, but thank you for the reminder. From DG in Saskatoon. Morning book, guys. I'll say it. Seattle should fold in every league and sport. <laughs> but that's just my hatred rooted in the 49ers Seahawks rivalry. Either way, it was nice to see the Golden Knights wipe the Kraken. From DG in Saskatoon. Funniest tweet of the night came from a sports talk guy in Seattle. And I read it to you. He goes, yeah. I've never seen the Kraken play this bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, I'm trying to keep up with all your comments and sprinkle in ours. So I think tonight... The Edmonton Oilers will motorboat the Vancouver Canucks. It'll be a shabakling tonight. Now, I was not totally accurate in my predictions yesterday. But as I look back at the Vancouver Canucks, I've been reading all these previews. We all know what the Oilers have and are. There's no doubt. Yeah. And Connor McDavid and Goliath, as Chris Berman's <laughs> calling him, oh. has said it. The time is now. Yeah. And let, let me think, because you, there's a place in your heart for the Vancouver Canucks, I've noticed. You did. They're your number two team? I don't know if they're number two, but there is a place in my heart. The first game I ever saw was the Vancouver Canucks game on a trip to Vancouver um, to see family. Wasn't planning on going and didn't even realize there was a game. It was out of my mind, and we're on the SkyTrain. People got their Canucks jerseys on. Sure enough, it was opening night, or one of the, uh, it was the first round of the playoffs. They're playing the Dallas Stars. So walk around, go to Stanley Park, do all of that. And come back, buy tickets from a scalper. First time doing that. Uh huh. Get in. And sure enough, Vancouver won the game in like four overtimes. I think that was the Luongo bathroom break game. Yeah. But they won the game four overtimes. So they win. You're in a good mood. The first game I ever saw live in person. So, of course, it has a special place, right? That's cool. 
Uh, so listen, if you're new to the RP show and all these people are, man, we got to get a camera. We got to get a drone camera like TSN's got for the CFL game. You're coming in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you see his face? Oh, yeah. By tomorrow, we'll have one. Uh, but anyways, my buddy Dean Smill is watching. Okay. Hi, Dean. Uh, and that, you would know his brother, Stan Smill. Dean was a junior hockey player himself. Medicine hat, right, Dean? He's in St. Paul, Alberta. So when I said that the Oilers are going to speed bag the uh, Canucks tonight, he's written in and says, easy, boy, easy. <laughs> Notice how this is just the morning coffee get-together for us Western Canadians out here. Have you noticed that? Yes. Um, so I want to spend a second on that. I can't remember who it was from the Vancouver Canucks. I was reading their preview and at the, from the Canadian press. Their goal is to make the playoffs. And that's cute. That's so cute. Because they finished seventh in the Scotia North Division last year. Dead last. The Ottawa Senators overtook them. Now, I know they ruled, retooled some things, but did they really get better? They re-signed their stars. Guess what? Everybody did. It's not much different coming back this year for the Vancouver Canucks than last, and they finished dead last. Now, Dean, you and I have been around a while. We know the feeling that you go into the season just hoping to make the playoffs. The Edmonton Oilers, it's Stanley Cup or bust. Now, unless they completely pull a Tampa Bay Lightning here tonight and don't show up, and you Lightning fans know that's what happened last night, talk to your coach. I think the Oilers are going to kick the dog snot out of them tonight. Here's the thing about the Canucks. And when they went on that run in the playoffs and showed the potential and we think, okay, the Canucks, the next wave is here for Vancouver. Look at who's not here. Markstrom, Chris right. Tanev, Troy Stetcher, Tyler Toffoli, all guys who were big time role players on that team. So you lose a lot of your core, your, your meat right on the team. And but you get back Pedersen, you get Quinn Houston. These guys are supposed to take that next step and be elite now. They need to be in that tier one of the National Hockey League. So we'll figure out where they are. Your coach is signed and secured, and you've got a good young bright coach. For me, the difference maker might be Oliver ekman Larson on the back end. OEL, yes. Very, very underrated acquisition. We're not talking enough about it around the NHL. I think he could be a game breaker if they can score enough goals up front. Vancouver's interesting because then you, you know, Thatcher Demko, I don't want to say flash in a pen, but he has that great playoff when he comes in in relief and plays well. And then you give him the keys to, this, to the city right away. Was it too early? So he needs to step up and, and prove that he's the number one goaltender and can play 50 games a year and win consistently. Vancouver has a boatload of potential, but it doesn't mean anything if you can't win on the ice. So this is a really uh, big season for the Canucks. I hate, hate the word potential. I hate it. In life, sports, yeah, whatever. Potential doesn't mean squat. Good reason to be excited during the offseason. Yeah. But if you don't translate that, it means nothing. It's worth nothing. Wayne in Victoria says, uh, so, Rod, do you think that the pressure is on for the Oilers to win this year? Dude, it's the Edmonton Oilers. I've been all around, seen this country from ear to ear, been in all these markets. The three hottest pressure cookers in this country, and you can't change my mind, are Toronto, Montreal, and Edmonton, and not necessarily in that order. You're asking me if the pressure is on. Yeah. More here than anywhere else in Western Canada. That's not to say they don't love the Flames in Calgary and the Jets in Winnipeg. 
But if they don't accomplish their goals, they fire everybody here every year. Like, like look at Calgary. I know. <laughs> the same crew forever. Here, you don't get it done, you're gone. More than Toronto, not as much as Montreal. Let's say Montreal's the biggest pressure, pressure cooker in eastern Canada, and Edmonton's the biggest pressure cooker in western Canada, and that's a fact that is not debatable. We have less than a minute. What do you Ex- got? Expectations are high. You go down. We were the, outside the arena last night. City of champions. Oh, they yeah. have all the Stanley Cups in the window. It's a constant reminder in this city, and that's a long time ago now. So there's a lot of pressure to get back to that especially when you have McDavid and Dreisaitl. So they see that it's possible. Talking Canadian NHL teams, but we're going to Dallas next. We're broadcasting live from the water park at West Edmonton Mall on Oilers game day. And this is Canada's daytime sports talk show. You're watching on the Game Plus television network, YouTube and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. We're broadcasting live from the water park at West Edmonton Mall. Where else would you rather be on a game day? One of five NHL games tonight is at Rogers Place. For my money, the most beautiful arena in the National Hockey League. And I've been, I think I've been to them all. Oilers and Vancouver Canucks tonight. The Dallas Stars will not open their season until Thursday. And they're at the New York Rangers. And uh, Brian Ray is the host of their broadcast on Valley Sports Southwest. He joins us today from the Big D. How you doing, Brian? Thanks for joining the program. I'm doing good. Thank you guys for inviting me on and uh, happy hockey season to everybody with a kick it off last night, huh? I'll say happy new year. Listen, let's start there if you don't mind. Uh, Pittsburgh, I think, records an upset in Tampa 6-2 and then Seattle made it closer than it probably should have been in a 4-3 loss at Vegas. How did you enjoy the games last night? You know, for me, being down here in the States, it's uh, it's game one of 82, right? So I'm not going to overreact too much to, to what happened in the first game. I was more intrigued to watch the broadcasts themselves because the NHL has their new national rights package with ESPN and TNT here in the U.S. So it was the debut of ESPN's broadcast. So me working in television, that's what I was actually most excited to watch is just how does the new broadcast look now that here in the U.S. it's back on ESPN and, and sort of what little wrinkles were they throwing into it? So it was good to watch the hockey games. It was entertaining. Uh, it was cool to see Brian Boyle score his goal after the 600-plus days he was out of the league. But I was more fascinated watching the actual broadcast elements in play. Well, honestly, Brian, I appreciate that as a broadcaster myself. And please tell me what you saw, because I listened to both games while driving here to the Alberta capital. So what were the new wrinkles that ESPN unveiled? It was uh, it was interesting. And I, I looked at some of the things where I was like, I don't know if that was a mistake or or if it was meant like that. You know, a couple of times somebody's microphone might have been turned on longer than it should have, and, and you caught some quick little side talk. Uh, it was a little strange. They, they had the uh, abbreviation for Vegas as VGS instead of VGK, but those are all little 
minor details that I would imagine the chaos that came ramping up to to relaunching the NHL on ESPN. Uh, it's hard to dot every I and cross every T without something slipping through the cracks. So all in all, the broadcasts look good. I was I was really entertained by uh, Messier and Chelios uh, as part of their pregame show package. Um, Sean McDonough was the play-by-play guy on on the first game with Pittsburgh and Tampa, and I, I don't think he's called hockey in a long time, but I'm really curious to see how he grows into that role. Uh, for us down here in the States, you know, you guys have seen Ray Ferraro do his thing for, for, for quite a few years, but he was back on American TV, and he's I've always enjoyed him as an analyst and a, and a color guy, so... All in all, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the broadcast. Graphics look cool. Fonts looked cool. Uh, the theme music for ESPN. Look, the Hockey Night in Canada theme song is iconic. Obviously, uh, above the border. Down here in the U.S., the, the ESPN hockey theme song is kind of our iconic tune that we associate great memories with. So hearing that come back, it, it, all in all, the, the details were really cool. And I'm, I'm really curious to see how it just sort of grows into its own animal as it continues to do games. From our viewers, Troy Colmer in Toronto. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all the NHL talk. Keep it coming. You have our attention. Are you paying attention, NHL? Uh, from Troy in Toronto. We'll get to all these comments as we roll. But honestly, Brian, I said to our producer, Clark, I said, we get inundated in Canada with coverage of the seven teams. Let's get some guys on from the U.S. teams. And that's what's led to you coming on today. So I really appreciate it, Brian. And I saw Dallas play in Florida a couple of weeks ago in the preseason, uh, obviously you're covering that game. Six-three Panthers. Sasha Barkov scored one seventeen into the game, and it completely set the tone, beating Hudobin. Um, How are they feeling about the Stars coming out of the training camp? I guess because they were in the Stanley Cup final one year, missed the playoffs the next. What do we expect from the Dallas Stars this year? Well, I like that when you're coming down here for for NHL talk, you come to the furthest southern point you can to get things started. With with what's going on on, the, on stateside for the NHL for for the stars, I think down here we feel cautiously optimistic uh, about where this team could go because when you look at them missing the playoffs a year ago, they were hammered by injuries and then COVID plus the the weather situation down here with the the once in a generation storm, it, it basically messed up their schedule to the point where they played four games in seven nights for 13 consecutive weeks, I think it was. So you have like maybe two practice days over the final three months of the season combined with an injured roster. That's hard for any team to overcome. So it's not necessarily a throwaway last season, but I do think when you look at the roster coming back healthy and what a healthy roster was able to achieve in the bubble going to the cup final, it's cautiously optimistic. Now, why the cautiously? Because it's the second oldest roster in the league, I think, behind Washington. You have a lot of players in their 30s, and a significant chunk of the core is over 35. It's hard to keep a roster like that healthy over 82 games, right? But if they're going into the playoffs and they are healthy, on paper, they're a really dangerous team for anybody to deal with in a seven-game series. So I think cautiously optimistic is how everybody looks at this Dallas Stars team, down here at least right now entering the season. Brian Ray with us from Dallas Stars TV. Uh, just chiming in with some of our viewer comments from Tacona in Winnipeg. Love how all the guests' dogs always chime in. 
It's a regular thing. People love it, Brian. Uh, from Joe Lazito, he's watching on Long Island. He says, for Brian, I'm an old friend of your colleague, Brent Severin. Settle this once and for all. Who has the better head of hair, you or him? Well, I'll say he has the grayer head of hair, and I will uh, leave it at that between <laughs> me and Sevy. As as for the dog comment, it, the funny thing is she clearly saw a squirrel outside and is going nuclear right now because she wants to get a hold of it. I moved into a different room. I closed the door, and it still wasn't enough, apparently. But I do feel like in this post-pandemic world, like a puppy barking in the background is the one distraction on a, on a video call that you can get away with because, you know, who doesn't like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Our viewers enjoy it. So look, I'm looking at this star's schedule, and they open at the Rangers on Thursday night. It's kind of odd that they're going up to the Big Apple to open on the road. What are they saying about that? I think we're just happy to see a team that isn't one of the seven that we saw last year in the, the remade Central Division. That, that's what we've been discussing a lot is we haven't seen the Rangers in – you know, more than a season and a half ago or whatever it was. Uh, Rick Bonus was talking about going to Boston. He obviously has coaching history there, but they haven't been back to that part of the country since before the the bubble playoffs happened because of the, the isolated division. So I, I think it's pretty exciting. Um, I think it's a good thing to start on the road. I really do. I think some people are kind of indifferent to that, whether it's the, the bonding trip element and how much of a factor that really is. But I... I do like the fact that they're getting a lot of road games out of the way early, which usually helps to, to boost your home schedule later on. And two, it, it's a good early test to have to play a Rangers team that people are high on, a Boston team that is certainly proven to be competitive. Uh, they go to Ottawa. We'll see what happens there with, with the Senators. But, but I think it's a good thing because you can gauge right off the bat, where are you at with some teams that are viewed to be highly competitive in the league? And then you find out, do you have to raise your level early or, or are you in a pretty good spot and, and you've started off to, to getting a pretty good chunk of points early on on the road? Well, I think it's, uh, it's going to be a good season for the Dallas Stars. And I should tell you, Brian, my dad worked for the Stars for 26 years as a regional scout. When he retired... He was the longest-serving employee uh, of the Dallas Stars. Uh, Jim Peterson's the name. He's not with us anymore. But there's a, there's a Dallas Stars logo tucked away in the corner of my heart. They're not my favorite team anymore, but I watch very closely what they do. I appreciate this chat, man. Uh, have a great season. I hope we can do it again. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me on, and uh, enjoy the start of the season. It's exciting. Absolutely. Brian Ray joining us from Dallas, from Dallas Stars TV, Valley Sports. Southwest. When we come back, we'll turn it over to viewer takeover. There's a lot of people want to talk Canadian football. More on NHL opening night. I told you we got deal or no deal coming up week 11 in the CFL. Our poll question is, which is Canada's game of the week in the Canadian Football League? So we'll delve into that. We're live from West Edmonton Mall, the water park. And you're watching on Game Plus Television Network, YouTube and Facebook live streaming and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. That is the place where we're broadcasting from. What do they say? Batten down the hatches. 
We're on the pirate ship. <laughs> and uh, we have a semi-quasi-pool poll question. Sorry, I've got a pool on my mind. Is it a pool poll question? Yeah. No, close. What's cooler, pirates or cowboys? And historically, I'll say cowboys. Today, I'll say pirates. Oh, yeah. Uh, we are here at the water park. We have heard from the West Edmonton Mall people, and they've said, have you just see the note? They said, no. it's glad to have you guys here. Amazing. Uh, game day, Edmonton Oilers, Vancouver Canucks tonight, screaming kids. It wouldn't be a mall if it wasn't <laughs> screaming kids. I know. I'm loving it. I'm like McDonald's. And as we were rolling into the City of Champions yesterday, the Moose usually thinks of everything, but I said it would be great if we had a big screen TV, a smart TV, airing the show just off to the side of the pirate ship here for everybody walking by. So Yeah, this is an event, and I, I know Morgan Nelson, the coal crew watching. Um, add that to my list, Morgan. We need TVs and, and speakers so that we can put on a show for people because they're standing up there. They're watching over there. There's some people. Like, they're all around here, so we have to... They want to know what's going on, so... Uh, I guess I did forget something. <laughs> it's all good. By tomorrow, we'll have that TV up. Right? Oh, I think Come so. Come back tomorrow. <laughs> Oilers, Canucks tonight, and we'll be there. Thank you, Edmonton Oilers, for placing us in the press box tonight. Uh, looking forward to that. And my cousin, Christina Medicine Head, says, Cowboys are cooler than Pirates. Of course, she would say that. Hear that, kid? <laughs> Northside YEG says, Which Canadian... In the CFL draft has had the biggest impact on the field since 2000. Maybe Rod would know the answer to that one. Which Canadian in the CFL draft? You got to... Uh, I got it. In which league? What's he talking about? Oh. Like from 2000 to now or that specific draft? Which if Canadian in the CFL draft has had the biggest impact on the field since 2000? John Cornish? Rob Bay. In the entire Canadian football league? Since 2000? I got to say John Cornish. If he was, in fact, drafted. He's talking about a league MVP. Yeah, that's right. Rob Bag was not. Um, from Chicona in Winnipeg, Rod, uh, in the 21 years your dad scouted for the Stars, who was his biggest find out of the juniors? I imagine it would have been out of the dub. It was 26 years. And while he wouldn't take credit for it, I would suggest Brendan Morrow, maybe Richard, Richard Matvachuk, but I think he's a little uh, before your time. Hour two coming up live from the pirate ship from West Edmonton Mall after this break on Game Plus. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.